0: Shall we just get on with it? Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. If that's how you want to act, then fair enough. Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about VHS Rental. It's the Guys on Film podcast.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is that the start of Biker Grove? Oh, it is a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Biker Grove? <laughs> Do you remember? What uh, was the bit that you remember about Biker Grove? Because I bet it's the bit that everyone remembers.
0: I think that's a falsely implanted memory by the BBC when they over—they've overblown how important Biker Grove was as a social commentary and all that sort of thing. um the storyline with PJ and Duncan and one of them getting blinded by yeah. a paintball. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think there was a bit as well, I do actually remember this, in, in one of the later series a guy who always wore cool uh, Converse basketball trainers um, he yeah. went off to test video games and um, he was sitting <laughs> in a room once and, and I remember this specifically because um, basically he went off to test video games, and the guy who was like running the video games company, when he came back round to say like, "Have you found any bugs in the game?" and the character was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, there was this bit that was wrong with it." He got really angry with him and told him to go home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is how it happens. That's right? how it works in the I mean, games
0: industry. Everyone who yeah. uh, knows it
1: well will know that is just how it works. You have to go home go if home. you find a bug. <laughs> The game's um, perfect. There's no bugs. <laughs> what a foul through the world. No, you didn't. Go home. Go home, you sort of stuck up teenager. Nink and um, poop. Okay, uh, this so is what an, have we got today. What have we got? It's an action packed
0: episode because we've got um, four weeks of catch up and um, we've got to get it all crammed into a roughly one hour episode. have been backed
1: up for four weeks.
0: <laughs> you certainly have. That, that compost <laughs> toilet you've got in the shed is going to be a bloody nightmare. So, on this week's show, we have a uh, Going for Gold style intro that you've concocted and I'm going to have to answer. Yep. Uh, in our seggy 1. Uh, yep. Has this seggy 1 got a name? Going
1: for Gold VHS? Um, no, it's Going for Gold Home Snacks Edition.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Then we're going to do some life scores with some very quick movie reviews and just to catch yeah. up and after that intermission we're then doing VHS rental um, so we're going to dive into our memories um, of VHS rental and some of its you know some of the history of yeah. what that's all about and you've managed to snag as an interview so tell us about that
1: yeah, so uh, in in fact, in just before we've spoken, I interviewed Andy Johnson, great surname by the way, from Video Odyssey in Liverpool. Oh God, um, you, you'll have been talking
0: for at least half an hour by now. Do you think you can yeah, manage yeah. another full episode?
1: Uh, let's see how we go. Uh, so he basically has set up um, one of the very last VHS stores in the UK. Uh, but also it has like a, a special members area that's got a an arcade with lots of retro arcade cabinets. It sounds really cool. They also do screenings and, and plans for the future as well. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear more off Andy and Video Odyssey. But yeah, um, you'll be hearing my little interview uh, later on. We've also got some more input from listeners, some familiar voices, hopefully. Um, and yeah, and that's it. But we're going to try and race through it.
0: Oh well, it's gonna and Get yeah. to the good stuff. Get it's to gonna, gonna stuff. be yeah. uncomfortably fast to listen to. I dread what it would. <laughs> I dread what it would sound like if somebody actually up to the speed on their podcast um, app. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Okay, shall we? Okay. Uh, shall we get into Segi One then?
2: guys on film yeah but guys we're talking about Bill. it's the guys on film
1: podcast for real you know what guys talk about Bill. it's the guys on film podcast for real ian yes does this music bring back memories of a bygone era
0: i'm familiar with the theme but it doesn't bring back any memories as i've told you before you're older than i am And going for gold is not something I'm that familiar with. What? (laughs) (laughs) That was almost as uncomfortable
1: as uh, when you you listen to Elevation by you 2 Okay. So we've got the going for gold segi one. Anyone who tuned in last month, I mean, you don't have to tune in. Um, You know, that's a a lie. Uh, So I've started this off with a lie. (laughs) Um, things can only get better from here
0: and uh, unfortunately we're not about to play a game of would I
1: lie to you, so uh, get on with it Okay. this is going for gold, so what I'll be doing is I'll be explaining, like almost in the first person, a particular snack that you might have at home on your sofa uh, whilst watching a VHS, why would you be leaving snacks on the sofa that's a terrible place to leave food yeah, because you could sit on it. Have you ever sat on a bit of chocolate yeah. and melted it between your cheeks? <laughs> chocolate stains in your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure I have. I mean, you you're pretty you certainly have. So, Ian, are you ready and willing to play? <laughs> yep, I am. Number one. Ollie, just be- and, before
0: you get into it, do yep. you think that this format is copyrighted? And do you think we're infringing that copyright? Let's just call it striving for bronze. (laughs) I mean, in
1: fairness, that's what we always do anyway. So, (laughs) Okay. I'm a sweet treat from the United Kingdom. First sold in 1967, they are available in individual or share bags, a divisive product from Mars Incorporated. This confectionery confectionery is primarily chocolate-based, but with other ingredients thrown into the mix. Revels. Correct. Yeah. So you say
0: divisive, but is that because you think that Mate,
1: they are divisive? If if you were going out with a, a new a new friend that you'd just made that day, <laughs> hi, and you, I'd and, like and, to and they be said, your new friend. Come to the cinema, so I, we can't Ian, talk to Ian, each other. Hold on. They're like Ian. They're out of breath. Ian, I need you to go down to Sainsbury's and get a packet of get me just a, a, a packet of uh chocolate to eat in the cinema. Will you do that for me? I haven't got time. Uh, and he and he runs off, right? You wouldn't buy Revels.
0: You would And if you get to pick and choose what he likes out of it.
1: Mate, get out of town. You would not. You wouldn't. What would you get on? Listen, Oliver, here's the deal. You're buying <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're buying uh sweets for you and a new male friend. I think there'll probably be at some level of like, well, we both know that we're going to smash a whole bag ourselves. So just tell
1: me what you want and i will get us a mix. No, but he, he can't. He's just like, he's just been non-descript. He's, he's in too much. He's got his mind on other things. Listen, like if,
0: if somebody who wants to be my friend can't quickly and clearly describe what confectionery they want to watch a film uh, with, then they're, they're fired. You blew it. Sorry. Okay. You lost the
1: job. Fine let's move on to the second one but
0: you're basically saying the orange sweets are the ones that put
1: people off and the coffee and ones and the coffee ones I don't get why people don't like those and the raisin
0: oh piss off
1: uh, get out of town. are you ready and willing to have the second one now <laughs> less ready you've said that before um, yeah I'm ready and willing to have the second one okay now I need an exact answer on this one, please.
0: Like Revels? I wasn't. am...
1: <laughs> I am an indulgent treat, best kept refrigerated.
0: Roll am uh, Dessert. Uh, uh, <laughs> fuck, what's it called?
1: Oh, man, you need a
0: specific answer. Do you want me to continue? Yeah, please.
2: I am continue.
1: related to a tube of chocolate treats that are often linked... ...with a romantic gesture. I have a dual layer of sweet flavours and ideally am eaten with a small spoon. I can only be purchased in packs of two and whilst they can be shared, it is recommended that you smash both back to back. (laughs) I am often given away as a prize on earlier episodes of this podcast. Mate, I have no
0: idea why. I can't remember the way that we referred to them, but it's a delicious milk chocolate and toffee dessert called Rolo.
1: It's 2X Rolo desserts. Yeah, shit. I should have mentioned the fact that they come in a double pack. I'm afraid it's 1-0. I've
0: fluffed it. I've forgotten the history of our own podcast.
1: (laughs) Exactly. People at home will be saying, you've forgotten where you've come from. Exactly. They they will. You've moved to this one-month scenario, and now... I'm still... I'm still Ian from the block. Okay, fine. Um, okay. Are cool. you ready and willing for scenario number three? You to give it to me a third time. Yeah, okay. Okay. I am a savoury snack of the baked potato variety. In terms of luxury, I am somewhat halfway between a standard pack of walkers and the high end kettle chips. I come in a signature black packet. Chili sensations mate absolutely smashed it it's actually thai sweet chili sensations but you did you did smash it okay um do you want to hear the rest of it the rest of it (laughs) not really but you're keen so go ahead i come in a signature black packet with flavors inspired by recipes from around the world to, to deliver evocative aromas intense flavors and enlivening textures that will really excite your senses this particular flavour is derived from a South Asian dipping sauce. You could buy these in the Codemasters canteen as a special treat, but they were not in the vending machines. Wonderful, yeah, absolutely great, yeah. I mean, you did smash that last one, so it's two nil. Um, well, done and I think you've won, striving for bronze. I, I, I've
0: beaten, I've beaten off the other competitor, who was nobody. Um, the time was certainly right for you.
1: Well Sma- done, Ian.
0: Smash that last question just like I'd smash a bag of those crisps.
1: Yeah. And a packet of revels with a new male friend. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four.
0: I'm having a quick sip of Sparkling Scottish mountain water, oh, oh. it's funny that they uh um, carbonate it right there
1: on the mountain it comes out the mountain carbonated mate um
0: okay, life scores. How are you? Sorry, that wasn't
1: really an intro. I just said that like in a getting prepped way. It's the intro now it is now the intro,
0: all right, life scores. How am I, Ollie? Well, I'm doing pretty good, I think. Um, Since the last time we spoke, this is funny because before it used to be so fresh in my mind because it was only one week prior, but I've got a whole month to think back on and it's been wonderful. Um, Since the last time. Wonderful. Yeah, I went off to wonderful Warsaw for my birthday. Um, which is famously where uh, Steven Seagal filmed The Foreigner, not not the same film that Jackie Chan was in with Piers Brosnan, but uh, that was good fun, went away with some friends uh, not including you, uh, but then I did say friends, so you know, Um, had a good time then the week after that went off to St. Ives Um, parts of Johnny English and Die Another Day were filmed there and Never Say Never Again, so it's got a bit of a uh, spy vibe although i wasn't wasn't really privy to that when i was there um but i was camping yurting in fact in okay. one of those like nice tents um yeah. and, and in I- everybody yurts sometimes um <laughs> and it was pretty it was pretty foggy for two of the days that we were there but i managed to get burnt on the day that it was sunny um right okay swam in the well, sea haven't the foggiest good one Uh, I swam in the sea that was good it was extremely cold but it was uh, enlivening okay Uh, but no it was was really nice went to a place called St. Michael's Mount which is uh, got this big causeway that you can walk across when the tide's out but you have to get a boat across when the tide's in Um, okay and it's uh, I was looking up whether or not it had been used in films because it's quite a like, bad guys, iconic. lair vibe to it. yeah, yeah. And um, it turns out, I think... Potentially iconic. Yeah, no, it's only a momentary thing and never say never again, I think. So oh. it's underutilised. Maybe we should film something there. But, yeah, had a, had a very lovely couple of weeks. And... I've also watched quite a few films, a couple of them. I've just done one-word reviews because I don't think it's really worth getting into them in more detail. Some of these are things I've re-watched recently. Um, Cargo, um, one-word yep. review for that. Flawed. Okay. Um,
1: As in F-L-O-O-R-E-D. No, because I flawed. say floored. Absolutely <laughs> floored by that film. Okay, No, I've
0: pronounced my R's. Uh, Fahrenheit 9-11, Staggering. Total Recall, Staggering. Total Recall, timeless.
1: Uh, and you're you're talking about but the 2020s. Uh, uh, 20... <laughs> uh, yeah, the Colin Farrell the
0: one, the Colin Farrell absolutely, one yeah. Timeless. Yeah, absolutely timeless. Absolutely timeless. Harold the Duck. Um, I actually just wrote here "fuck," but I'd, I'd probably say like mind-boggling. Um, okay. Killing Gunther, embarrassing. Okay. yeah it's not good at all I'm afraid so Mm. that's more of a review than I really needed to give don't know why but just at some point last week I absolutely felt the need to watch Total Recall and it wasn't on any I don't have the DVD of that one so I've got this burgeoning collection of when I look at my Amazon Prime downloads I've just got like five Arnie films and like three of any other kind of film um, so I just got total recall, rewatched that. It was lovely. It's great. So comforting, like a comfort blanket through my eyes. That's my life score. I think I'm a nine.
1: Okay. How are you, Ollie? I'm I'm great as well, thank you very much. So uh I had a lovely time away in Wales. Oh, uh yes. yeah, so Mandy and I we went over to Wales for the uh, weekend, we did a lot of walking. Uh, we stayed with a lot of cats, so we not cats, as in like cool dudes, like the fons, but actual four-legged cats. That so was pretty cool uh, okay. to see some of those. Okay. And we had a really good time. Did the did the uh, cool cats have excellent. leather jackets and sunglasses on? Uh, no, but they were sort of repairing hot rods. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so what else have I done? I've I've basically just been uh, doing a bit of ikea you know, taking beds down, putting new ones up, things like that. That's That's been okay. I'm getting really good at that now. Um, Ollie Johnson, bed that, destroyer. The, reg- the regular stuff that I do, I I did my last uh, Tough Mudder of the Year, and it was really nice. I camped over. Um, I had a really bad night's sleep because halfway through the night on the first night, um, my airbed deflated. <laughs> and it, it, I couldn't. And basically, I was sl- I was sleeping on the bumpy floor, uh, so I, I basically didn't sleep um, at all. He truly so is the bed a destroyer. I really am. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've also watched some films, uh, so I can give you some one review, one word reviews as well. So I saw Upgrade, and I guess uh-huh. my one word review of that would be good. I liked it. Fucking hell.
0: <laughs> now that's now a three word
1: review. Backtrack. Okay. And um, I saw Bruno on Netflix. And my one word review of that is fantastic. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Actually. and uh, Just so good. Wow. Love it. Brilliant. I actually started watching it last night based on you uh,
0: actively tweeting about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, and I haven't seen The Predator, neither of you, and I'm I'm really not keen. I'm just not keen. I've heard a lot of bad stuff about it, a lot of people saying it's a right mess, um, it's confusing, the last third of the film is just all over the shop, and you know what, even though I pay £17 a month to have my unlimited membership, I've still got to spend two hours of my life to go and see it and I just don't think I want to if they've smashed it up that much and if they've they've messed around with it that much that it's practically unwatchable then you know what forget it I don't want to go and watch it forget about it forget about it I mean what's your thoughts on the predator I'll probably see it tomorrow (laughs) 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 I I will see it at the uh, earliest convenience (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah um I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to see it for, yeah, tomorrow. I think tomorrow I'll book it for, because I get the feeling probably the director's cut will be better because I hear there's been lots of chopping in it. Um, I mean, it's not that I'm desperately keen to see the intentionally chopped scene with the sex predator in it. Just, that that can yeah, remain yeah. not in it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But,
1: um, I mean just, it might be a really pivotal moment though, that's the only problem maybe they should replace it with, who's the guy that replaced Kevin Spacey in uh, All the Money in the World replace him with that guy
0: uh, yeah I don't know if they could do that even if I had the, All the Money in the World but um, yeah I would think I'd probably enjoy it more on um, home
1: video of some kind VOD Okay, I missed a load of films in the cinema that I really wanted to see I wanted to see Searching I never saw it but actually by by the time that it left the cinema I'd been convinced by many people that it was actually supposed to be very good um, and also missed Black Klansman as well but this Saturday Mandy and I are going to go and watch Big Trouble in Little China at the cinema and you've, I seen, can't you've seen that already haven't you? It's my favourite film of all time but I mean you know And I'll get the chance to see it on the big screen.
0: Did you never see it on the big screen before?
1: No, never. Okay. I've only ever watched it on VHS, DVD, or Blu-ray. Okay. And did you buy it on each platform? Each platform. I've probably taped it off television. I remember watching it in America when I was little as well. Mate, I've I've seen that film in multiple different scenarios and conditions.
0: (laughs) I bet you have.
1: (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, so that's my life, score. I'm I'm pretty pretty fine actually. I'm going to go for an 8.5. Ooh, cool original 8.5.
0: You knew what I'd gone for, and you still went 0.5 below. That means I win at life this week,
1: <laughs> <laughs> this month. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: sorry. Yeah, it's a monthly show. Come on, Ian. Move on. Shall we move on to the deep dive?
1: Oh, just got one question for you, and this Ooh. is something that um. Video Odyssey, Andy and I quickly discuss, but how do you feel about um, the Captain Marvel trailer and the blockbuster video now being used as reference to something being mega old and in in the past? Um, How does that make you feel?
0: Indifferent, because I haven't actually seen the trailer for that yet. What? Sorry, yeah. I mean, I just don't care. There's
1: a bit in the trailer where she... Slaps an old woman in the face really hard. Um, and most people are like, out of context, that's really wrong and bad. But then all the Marvel fanboys are on on the internet going, "Yeah, but it's a scroll. uh it's a scroll actually. It's not actually an old woman. Um, it's actually a baddie, but to the layman. Who doesn't know anything about Marvel. Me. She's basically just happy slap to Granny. Happy slapping. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's like like something that... That's a phrase that you've just used right now that actually somebody only 20 years older than you should reference as if it's still a thing. Happy slapping.
1: Deep dive? Yeah. (laughs) I'm Did really they swallow an encyclopedia? All yes. that data and This wow. wow. really calm, is right. a deep dive. I hope
0: ma- that information wasn't false. Just before we start, Ollie, can I ask you what your favourite cake is?
1: Yeah. My favourite cake. Um, it would have to be. I like a bit of a good bit of banana bread oh yeah that's like a good banana one. banana loaf yeah banana loaf that's I like good. that or some sort of cinnamon cake I like that as well that's good yeah good good shot yeah, spiced apple yeah what about you
0: uh I'd probably go with um similar loafy sort of thing you know that ginger loaf the syrup loaf that you can get
1: yeah the, Jamaican ginger cake kind of thing that kind of thing yeah yeah that's good yeah um just yeah, like the packet the, the packet that you get yeah you just sit there and eat it
0: what the whole packet
1: well no you what you do is you chop a bit off put it in the microwave have it then about five minutes later you're like probably do with another bit of that yeah then you you chop another bit off in the microwave again have it about five minutes later you're probably like probably just what one more's okay (laughs) i'm not gonna have the whole lot but one more's all right then you just chop that off and then you realize about you've only got a quarter left
0: this is funny because it's relatable (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um what's your just as an extension, what's your favourite tea accompaniment? Cake
1: or biscuit Fair. or otherwise? It's gotta be a cream tea. Like a a scone with jam and cream.
0: Okay, yeah, excellent. That's I mean a- it's a
1: treat. It's something I won't have many times a year, but I mean if, if when if push comes to shove, if I was on death row that'd be my final meal. Oh really? What's that uh-huh. it- I think yeah. <laughs> Don't know if that's a it. cup of tea and, a, and a, oh yeah, You're... loads of it. Just too much cream, too much jam. Yeah. You... Why are you asking me these
0: questions? No, it's just some random questions. But it's funny because you, your entire meal was basically like kind of the dessert that most death row people ask for. They actually get a meal as well. But I mean, fair enough. It's only your last meal. What did you do to um... get on death row anyway?
1: Late fees.
0: Okay, and brilliant segue into Video Shop. The
1: four xd guy. Yeah, Guys, yeah. on Um, sorry, just to introduce you. So you're, we're yes. speaking to Andy Johnson from Video Odyssey. Yeah.
2: Hello, okay. guys.
1: Yeah. Basically, tell us a little bit about the the shop, how it and how it came to be, because uh, it is quite a unique enterprise, really.
2: Yeah. It's uh, it's been dubbed the UK's last video shop. We do specialize in VHS. Uh, and all things antiquated tech, and I wanted to. I've always wanted to open a video shop because I used to own one. Sorry, I used to work in one okay. uh, when I was a teenager, and um, it's a little long-harbor dream of mine. But basically, what we've done here. We've opened up in Toxteth, Liverpool, and we're based at a working film studio. So okay. we've got a video shop here, and in the back is a film studio where we do productions, and um, we also use that for a cinema. So you can kind of come in and pick your tape and put it on our big screen if you like. Okay. And we've got a, a members arena. So we're trying to build a community around the shop, you know?
1: That's awesome. Um, so basically people can come in, I guess they can rent or trade tapes and then obviously sort of come in and maybe have like a a, a screen into them and their and their friends as well.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um that's right. Ollie, I mean we're kind of we've got a whole programme of events. We've actually got Black Panther on this Sunday, which is uh, we're really excited about because it's our first time to have, a, have a, a new film that came out this year. You know, it's part of a okay. festival. That's great. Cool. It's national, yeah, nat- national lottery cinema day, so you can actually come with a cinema ticket. Um, and we're really trying to spread the word about what we've got here with our, our members area because yeah. many people know we've got the video shop, but they don't know what we've got behind our sliding door of horror. Tips, you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that. I mean, that sounds that sounds really cool. So we're definitely. Make sure we share a bit about that, um, and are you looking to like get more arcades and more screening rooms, and sort of build build it from there.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Is, uh, I've been overwhelmed really with the response. I knew there'd be an interest in the video shop uh, side of things, but I, I didn't realize there'd be this this love. We've had people coming yeah. from all over the country already, Scotland, Essex, digging through our crates of tapes. Yeah, uh, and the idea is yet yeah, to develop more private screening rooms, and almost I think we're going to become an archive. Yeah, uh, because we've gone from having you know a few hundred tapes in my personal collection to like literally thousands, and I just got off the phone with a lady
1: earlier on who said um, she wants to bring fifteen more boxes. I think I've so, got, I've, I've definitely got a few VHS tapes uh, yeah. under my stairs that I've got a load of John Woo films. Brilliant. Um, I know I've got, I know I've got Hard Boiled um, on nice. some great little box set thing, which is really cool. Um, I know I've got a copy of The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. (laughs) I think I've probably worn that one out, though. I think Uh, that one might might be getting a little bit worn out. Uh, I think I watched that one quite a lot when I was a teenager. Um, But that, I mean, that sounds really cool. I mean, it sounds like you're, you know, massively into films yourself. Have you ever thought about sort of um, standing in front of people for an evening and, and talking about the films that you like as well, like a QA or open discussion, like a book club sort of thing?
2: Yeah, that's a great idea, and um, we've actually, you know, we've been we've received some donations from some really quality people, including Ramsey Campbell, who's a a Liverpool horror author of notes, and it's the kind of thing where we'd like to get him in to do a Q and A about his collection and. And, you know, put on his favourite movie, yeah. And and I mean, that's a great thing that's come about, I think, through podcast culture, don't you? Where people are more interested and have got an outlet for having these conversations.
1: Well, and the discussion as well. It's definitely something Ian and I are are very interested in is maybe, like, putting on a screening of a film that we both like, say, Commando. And then afterwards just dissecting it and chatting with an audience and... You know, uh, and having like a live podcast after, and you know, every everybody likes chat, you know, chatting about something that they love. And we, you know, we obviously love films and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely an avenue we want to explore as well.
2: I was going to say, the tapes that live under Ollie's stairs. So exactly.
1: I like it yeah. <laughs> <Get> them, <laughs> I mean, it, it could also be a horror film as well. Yeah. Depending on the tapes. Yeah. Um, one
2: of the things I've noticed, though, which has been crazy, is that I do think that the VHS revival's on the rise because. Obviously, we've been having a great feedback, and loads of yeah. collectors have been coming out the woodwork. But um, Deadpool two had a pop up blockbuster for their release. They had like yeah. just I don't know if you saw that or the VHS yeah. uh, copies. And then if you've seen a Captain Marvel trailer drop last week, yeah, um, she crashes, doesn't she, into a, into blockbuster. Into a blockbuster?
1: And I was <laughs> I was thinking, wow. So we've got to the point now where to show that something is old and retro, you ha- you you can show a Blockbuster video store and everybody goes, yeah, that's set in the past.
2: Remember, yeah.
1: yeah remember, remember when? Remember Blockbusters. Um, yeah. And I actually saw when I was in HMV the other day, they, they've they got a VHS range coming out. I think they've got, mm. um, I saw it was a couple of Steven Spielbergs, it's the film. Back to the future's there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think they've got the the Nicholas Cage film Mandy as well, and yeah. I believe that you can buy them, and you get the VHS and you get the DVD with it as well. So, yeah, may, maybe there is like I know cassette, especially within like the heavy metal community, uh, had a mm. bit of a resurgence where people were buying up cassettes again. Um, obviously vinyls come back in a massive way so yeah I mean VHS is just great you know I mean
2: there's something in the air isn't there but that's what for me that that's what I've always said to my mates and they always laughed at me is the the same way that it went with vinyl where it had its comeback is because it's the first format that we could enjoy so there's that connection to it and it's the same thing with the VHS it was the first time we could you know kind of bring the magic of watching films into our home absolutely it's it's due it's due a comeback and it's got that same analogue warmth as vinyl as well, you
1: know. 100%. Um, so talking about that sort of magic of, of the video shop and video itself, have you got a memory that's like imprinted uh, as as the kind of the moment that clicked in your head that was like, this is absolute magic?
2: Um, a video for me. I mean, I, I just love uh, Tarantino films. And yeah. the fact that they used to work in a video shop was always very inspiring to me. Okay. You know, I was kind of, working there in the late 90s. yeah. Um, so I, I remember actually uh, liberating the True Romance tape from the, uh, the video shop once, because every now and again they had to make way for new tapes. Sure. They are like, which tapes do you think we should get rid of? And I was like, well, I think this one's not getting rented very
1: often. <laughs> yeah, sure, so, yeah.
2: So for me to get like the video shop where I worked in's copy of True Romance into my personal collection, that was a that was a defining
1: moment. So. I think that's one of my favourite films as well. It's, it's definitely in my... Uh, my top 5 my my top 1 is big trouble yeah. in little china and i'm actually I'm just, yeah. going to see that on saturday for the first time in the cinema so i can't wait oh
2: amazing amazing i've just had that on today in the shop actually
1: i oh, it's it's, um, it's my favorite film it's around. just got absolutely everything um so can i ask you so did you ever get your mom to write you a note to let you get an 18 film out when you were when you were younger <laughs> um
2: Funnily enough, I didn't, but I'm sure that I went down with my mate at some point, and we tried to get something like that when I was staying over, um, yeah, as a sleepover. But um, I'm yeah, I'm 39, and I, <laughs> I don't remember actually trying to do that. It was more obviously I, I came of age and I was working in one, so it wasn't. Maybe I'm a little bit older than you guys. No, so, I'm,
1: uh, I'm 38, and okay. I I got my mom to write me a note to get uh, Hellraiser 2, and I think. Uh, maybe Demons or Demons 2. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So yeah, we always used to get the note and it was like, dear Mr. Patel, uh, Oliver Johnson yeah. is authorised yeah. to rent out Hellraiser 2 for me. And and he was like, are you sure this is for your mum? like, yeah, it's for my mom. She hated doing it, but, you know, so I did watch a lot of 18s when I really shouldn't have done. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, so I, I guess, um, can you remember like, the the first VHS you remember, or like when you were younger, not when you were working in the store, but you know when you were growing up with your folks and and you'd go and choose a video, or get one out. Can you remember one that really sort of stands out in your mind that you got home and you were like mad excited to get it on?
2: Um, I do remember the uh, John Candy. I was a big fan of AC's comedies, sure. And then um, John Candy in uh, What's Eating Harold Crumb. Okay, I, I remember a day where I was having a sick day from, from school. Yeah, uh, yeah. And my dad went to the video shop to get me some tapes to keep me
1: occupied because yeah. they were, both me and mum and dad were in work, you know? Yeah. Um, so that one in particular
2: leaps out on me and it's been a really, I've always loved that film. Yeah. I've had a copy of it in VHS, my own collection. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, then there's a there's a guy who's come up here, used to work for Warner Home Video okay. as a distributor yeah. and he actually brought me in a load of old things including Wings Will 2 um, cardboard guitar promo displays. Oh wow! And, and a John Candy, who's kind of like climbing up the wall using suction suction cups, so that's in the the wall of our sorry, the window of our shop now. So nice. Yeah,
1: I think I'd pick that one. Do you think that we've maybe lost something with having everything at, at the touch of a button with Netflix and Prime? Um, the actual ceremony of choosing a film. Do you think you'd say a certain generation's missing out?
2: I think uh, we're all missing out, aren't we? I'm yeah. um, probably in the right place to hear these conversations a lot. I mean, I've got a Netflix account and quite often we're, we're suffering the same fate as most people where we kind of try and find something new and you spend a long time scrolling yeah. through and yeah. you don't get the same feeling for things as from a th- thumbnail and when there's like thousands of tiny things on a screen in front of you, the same yeah. way as you did exactly. from going in and looking. I mean, it's a lost art, isn't it? The VHS covers. and, and I think and so. The copy on the back.
1: Well, um, so yeah. I remember like one of my, presiding memories of going into the video shop was glancing up at the at the higher shelves above like you know um the kids stuff all the way up to like maniac carp and house two fright night things like that with you know where the the covers were designed to be eye-catching and to really draw you in Uh, have you got a particular sort of favorite um vhs cover yourself
2: um it was my favourite VHS cover. Now, I mean, I've just found found one they that it came in on a haul that we got. Uh, there's a copy of film which I'd never seen, but it's got a glorious cover. It's um, called Nadine with Jeff Bridges in. Okay. And it's just a wonderful 80s kind of illustrated cover, so that, that one's leaping out for me.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll, have a, I'll have to have a look at it. Um... Yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the store before we go? Because I don't, I don't want to keep you too long. But is there, is there any sort of final thing you'd like to say about about your store and your endeavour?
2: No, it's been great chatting to you, Ollie. Um, yeah, I just would like to encourage people to, if they're thinking of paying a pilgrimage, then do do come uh, do come up. Sorry, I'm getting heckled from the sideline what? <laughs> oh yeah so yeah we've got memberships on on uh, available for people so we've got the guys who came up from essex were real quality guys who, who just made, spent most of the time out back look, looking through the boxes of videos yeah um but yeah i just want people to know that we've got the arcade here um available for people to play on and the first hundred memberships uh, are actually getting members are actually getting lifetime membership um so it's a, it's a 25 pound fee and that gets you access to all the tapes you can tapes, vcrs but you also get two passes into the cinema and the arcade here. So it's um, it's a fun day out for everybody.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And all the best with the Sharpen, uh, the screenings and anything else that you do. And yeah, we'd definitely love to uh, pop down at some point when there's a screening or a Q&A or, or whatever and check it out ourselves. So again, yeah, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see you guys come up here. And maybe do a, a podcast from here. We've got the a, a studio, like I say, where we could record and do that. I like the idea of presenting one of your favourite films.
1: Oh, I like the uh, sound of that as well. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah. Cool. Well, right. Thanks a lot, Andy. I nice really appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Mate. Bye. 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 So the first thing that we're gonna be talking about is subtitled, the act of being inside a store. So I mean, inside a video shop. So video shops have kind of died out now, apart from, you know, a handful still holding the torch up aloft, like Video Odyssey and uh, 20th Century Flicks in Bristol, and also Video World in Coventry, they're still open. Um, I think there's actually only one blockbuster's remaining now as well. Is that Video Um, World
0: in Coventry, is that one that existed before that's remained open?
1: That's correct, yeah. So that is actually um, one that that is still standing, yeah. Fuck basically, no. wow,
0: okay.
1: yeah. Um, and that's probably my earliest memory of being in a video shop. Um, is that Ian? Is what's that, your earliest? Is that because sorry, people Cameron,
0: in Coventry would rather sit at home and watch a film than dare go to the cinema and be confronted by other locals?
1: I think so, yeah. Because, you know, as discussed on last month's, you know, going to the cinema with all the annoyances of phones and talking is just fraught with frustration, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, My earliest memory of Video Shop. So I've got kind of a couple of things. Can I just own up here? Can I fess up to the fact that um, I think I'm going to have to hold your hand as you guide me on this historical tour? Because mainly, I don't remember it. It's not. It's not my bag, man. I wasn't old enough to rent my own videos when video shops were still a thing. And by the time I had a bit of my own, like money Mm. or agency to do stuff with money, I was old. Like that was when DVDs were about. So I was just like buying them and that, or going to the cinema. So anyway, forever. So my experiences. um, I usually went to the video shop with my uh, youngest sister who's 10 years older than I am so she she's able to you know have a blockbuster card and have her name yeah. printed on it and all that um yeah but there was also you know the spar the news agent which has now kind of yeah. become like a fully fledged supermarket um yeah there was a spar just up from our house that my dad would occasionally just pop into like get a paper or whatever and out of nowhere around like 1996 or something like that he um he went in one time and they just had like a kind of corner video rental section that probably had about 50 films in it. And right. um, I don't know why, but it was just extremely awkward because these like the people that worked in the spa just had no idea how the video rental system worked properly. Right. And I'd be demanding like water world from my dad. And he'd just be like, coming back with Robin Hood no he'd just be like look Ian leave it they don't know how to work the system and just yeah it was just a terribly awkward experience because it was obviously a sidebar to what they really did you know know, Blockbuster they'd have like a barcode scanner to scan out the ones that you're taking with you and then they'd scan your card this was a place that had paper and sort of pen and paper book to write down who took them yeah and they'd like basically write in like a big notebook who who was taking stuff out and when they were meant to get it back by it's a bit of a nightmare really. did they
1: just have a stamp with waterworld on it and your name just so to save them save them from writing it down
0: no they just wrote it down surely it's a much more complex thing to get rubber stamps made for every film that's sent to the shop
1: no just for you literally just for you because it was so frequent (laughs) they're like why don't you just buy it it's you know 12 quid (laughs) Uh, just like the act of renting
0: so much yes well actually that's one of my points about the rental experience because I think it was mainly kind of a novelty what uh, for me
1: I mean is that a bad for you I don't know if it's it certainly a bad. It wasn't thing. a novelty for me, because it was it was definitely a necessity. Because basically, when I was so I was born in nineteen eighty. So between about nineteen eighty and let's say maybe like 1992, 93, renting videos was kind of the main way. Actually, but probably much longer than that, because Netflix didn't come out for a little while, but obviously before that you had Mail uh, Order love stuff. film, which will Mail Order, which we'll get onto. Um, But the local video shop because Blockbusters wasn't really about for us until, yeah, probably about 91, 92. Um, But yeah, renting films was the main way other than just waiting for something to come on ITV or BBC Channel 4, whatever. Um, Yeah, so it would be like a weekly thing to go down to the video shop and it was a massive treat, let me tell you.
0: Not many treats then in that case.
1: Well, it was it was a big treat. No, I. I the things I'm sorry, i has been sarcastic. That does,
0: I mean, I get it. I understand why it would be.
1: So here's here's some of the things that I enjoyed about going to the video shop. So it was it was the journey. The one that we had to go to was it probably took me about thirty minute like walk round trip. So it, for for a wee, I'm walking no, here. That was that was quite a long journey. Maybe about forty minutes, let's say. What sort of age um, were
0: you at this time when you when you first started out on the
1: rental? Oh, was as early as I can remember. Three? As, a, as as far as I can remember, I always wanted to be a video renter.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, so yeah, that, that was basically it. So there was a, a big long walk. So there was always like, you had to have a reason to want to go down to the video shop. You needed to know kind of that there was going to be something there for you. It was always a major disappointment if they didn't have that particular film in there. I'm not sure if I'd love films as much as I do today had it not be for the sort of video shop experience. And that's the posters in the window, the chats that you'd have with the people behind the counter about, you know, films that have come in and like the, the artwork of the VHS as well because, you know, they'd have to draw your eye. The front would have to make you go, let me have a little grab of that one off the shelf and have a look at the back and you know, see what it's all about. So the, there was films that you'd rent just purely on, you know, you'd be giving someone £2.50 at the end of the end of the transaction, you know, and often you'd have never heard of the film really. And you, you're putting
0: your trust in it.
1: You're putting your trust in a, like, in artwork and reading the back going, oh yeah, uh, you know, a cop is uh, investigating a murder and he's got a, a sidekick who is a dog. And you're like, yeah, that sounds really good. I'll go and rent that one out. And it could be K Nine, could be Turner and Hooch. I thought you were Both describing is Turner be and Hooch. A really good time. Both is going to be a really good time.
0: So, can you remember uh, one time that you were duped really badly by the cover art? And uh, actually, it was a real bad,
1: bad. Well, experience. I remember one time I was duped by um, the person in the shop saying that this particular film was good, and I, I guess that a lot of people probably. Might like this one. It was a, um, it was a, a George A. Romero film called Monkey Shines, and I've got the official synopsis here. The official synopsis: A quadriplegic man has a trained monkey help him with his paralysis until the little monkey begins to develop feelings and rage against its new master.
0: Hmm, okay, I've just looked so... it up, and it doesn't look great. <sighs>
1: but he but basically the guy down the video shop and this was Video World in Coventry he was just saying absolutely fantastic film you know real psychological drama you know very thrilling blah 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 it would bang on to you for ages about about films i remember he gave me um, the Thomas Crown affair to watch because i'd seen I'd, well, i'd seen the Pierce Brosnan one and he he actually gave me the original to go and watch it was like the black and white one it was like this is better than the than the new one oh, so you have to go and okay. watch this one okay yeah, is that kind of guy? So, but, um, but he gave yeah, it to it, you. Did you have a real to rent to rent?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I see. So it wasn't like you had a great relationship with this man. Uh,
1: no. I mean, we'd we'd always chat. His name was Ron, um, and we'd always chat when we'd we'd go down there, and I often trusted his opinion. Um, but on this time, he really let me down badly. Um, I've got a little Fucking bit of parents' Ron. guide, and and it's and it's two little bits of parents' guide that go nicely back to back together so I'm gonna just read it out uh, so violence and gore so this is the parent's guide from IMDB there is a lot of violence in this film Alan's service monkey has telepathic abilities and can read his thoughts the monkey violently murders everyone that Alan has a grudge against or hates I mean, it does sound like a pretty good film but it's not Alan begins to suspect this and eventually kills the monkey by biting her neck with his teeth and thrashing his head back and forth in a violent manner, repeatedly slamming her against the handles of his wheelchair and snapping her neck before finally relinquishing his bite." Um, And and I think that this next bit could be completely related to the scene I've just described, and this is the profanity. Um, So there's 12 uses of the F word, one of the C word, uh, one use of bastard, as well as uses of hell, damn goddamn asshole bitch son of a bitch and shit Um, so I reckon that that is all in the monkey killing scene where he's got the monkey in his teeth and he's just got it you fucking kill Howl you fucking kill everyone you shit smashing the monkey against the handlebars
0: can you just cut that bit out and make it a promo video um, with no context that would be great
1: for this podcast I mean I'll probably Put some monkey noises and, and that in the background as well. Uh, so yeah, that was a pretty bad one. Um,
0: one bad one that I had. We're we're now just getting into good or bad films. Actually, one other one last thing I was going to say about That's the experience fine. is um, f- you said that it was a thirty minute walk to get the to get to the video shop and check them out. It was always a walk, yeah. For me, I usually nipped into the video shop on my way back through town on the way home from school. And it was always opportunistic. It was just like, have a look in the window, eye it up, wonder how long you've got left until you need to be home for dinner. And then go, all right, I'll spend 20 minutes in here mucking about. And it was always <laughs> and it was always like, have a look around for stuff that I'll inevitably never get. Um, or save it up in my mind banks to then mention to my sister when I was around her house next and we'd go rent it.
1: Yeah. Um I mean, how old were you at this point? Could you rent fifteens or was it just PGs you could No, this is more like when
0: I was sort of eleven, twelve, thirteen ish. Um
1: So not quite you couldn't quite get the fifteens out.
0: By the time I was thirteen I looked old enough for a fifteen, but as soon as they said shows your ID to get a card, I'd be like, mate, I'm thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a fake ID. So um I'd be wondering about in there You're a good kid. Um and i just really like check check out things that had nasty-looking covers and um, illustrations, bloody effects. Kind of much the same as when you look at video games from that era as well. Like You'd look for the ones with so the most... What was your
1: best front covers? I mean, I've got a list of mine. But I remember one that really freaked me out, and it was Rambo 2, or First Blood Part 2. Or actually, it might have been 3. But basically, on the back cover it's actually got a scene where he's being cut with a huge bowie knife across his pecs. And it, and it shows that on the back cover. Yeah, and I remember, remember picking it up off the shelf because on the front, it's kind of got him and all the Taliban hero horses and the um, Apache helicopter in the background. It's a really good front cover. And then you look at the back and then someone's torturing him and, and they're cutting his chest open. And, and that horrified me as a little kid. Absolutely horrified me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a relatively extreme cover, to be honest. Sorry, back yeah. back sleeve, to be honest. Have you seen it? I have. Well, I know the still that you mean because it's like quite a iconic image, probably iconic from the fact that it was on the back cover of the the VHS. But um, vivid imagery, very harrowing <laughs> <laughs> for a small child. I I actually don't know if I do have um, one most memorable. I was from a period where a lot of the DVD covers were like, um, or VHS covers, I I may correct myself too, but like most of them were just like um, photographs of like the main actors with like jazzy text in front of them and stuff. Um, One that I think was quite, I think it was just like, it wasn't necessarily the VHS art, but one that stood out a lot because it was really simplistic was just um, Scream. I remember when that came out, and I remember watching "Scream at Home uh, with my sister, and um, I, I think I also remember it more fondly because they watch films within the film as well. They watch films at home. Um, yeah, and she, like the very first scene with Drew Barrymore, she's like making popcorn at home to go and watch a film in the living room. Oh, I
1: like, "She's doing the stuff that you're doing." <sighs>
0: yeah, exactly. Meta. Uh, which wasn't a word that was used commonly then.
1: But basically, the scream cover
0: was um, a white mask and it had just the word scream underneath it in red. And uh, yeah, makes sense. Pretty good, pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah. memorable. So yeah, you know. What?
1: Well, yeah, I've had trouble trying to find this image of the uh, gory back cover of Rambo 3, but other ones that I really liked that drew my eye as a, a young was Maniac Cop.
0: Oh yeah, that still managed to capture my attention when I saw it on
1: uh, VOD. Yeah. Um, One called House 2, a film called House 2. So it's kind of got like a a weird uh, doorbell, I think, and then it's got like a severed hand pressing the doorbell and it's all kind of got the sinew and veins coming out of it. And then the second one is again like a house on a hill and it's just got a, a severed hand and it's really gory and bloody. And that one that one was a real treat um then demons one of one and two you remember those ones the Italian films
0: yeah, so are they is the original not an argento
1: that's I think that's right, but the on the very back cover there was always a picture of like one of the one of your main demons <coughs> and and they're just like really snotty and slimy uh come on. They were very, very, they were very snotty and slimy, and and again, as a child, um, looking at those, it you basically every time I went into the video shop, I'd pick up Demons One or Demons Two, and just have a little look at the little peek at the back cover. Ugh. I mean, they're horrific. They are horrific. And you just wonder, like
0: uh, you know, when you see just enough, you're then like, man, what's the rest of this going to be like?
1: what's in the rest of it yeah what's in the rest of it? so film? Demons um, turns out it's
0: directed by Lumberto Bava and produced by Dario Argento and partly written by Argento didn't quite yeah. have the same finesse as an actual um, Dario Argento film I, I feel but maybe I'm kay. maybe I'm just you know maybe I'm making that up now that I know he didn't direct it
1: have so you actually have you actually two- seen that by the
0: way in the end
1: I have I've, se- I've seen them yeah Demons 1's pretty cool of um, I'm, I'm fairly certain they they probably go downhill rapidly, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty certain I enjoyed I enjoyed them. Yeah, the first one, um, the first one, they're in a cinema and then like guess, in a cinema. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Just two more. So, Return of the Living Dead. All of them, one, two, and three, all had brilliant covers. And I think the one that stands out the most to me would be uh, the original Fright Night. I think as a as a youngster. The kind of weird fog that was hanging over the house uh, was a real. That was a real scare.
0: Okay. If you remember fright? Remember Fright Night? Mm, I, I remember Fright Night now that I've rewatched it, um, but I don't remember it from that point in time. I don't have it as a memory. I just know the film. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, great film. Uh, I can imagine it making a real impression when you watch it. As a as a VHS rental, that's the one where the yeah. the next door neighbour is like up to
1: funny business, up to no good, yeah. being a vampire and stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, okay, okay, pretty good. I have um, I have a VHS rental memory that was pretty pretty bad, and um, so Ian's, Ian's harrowing,
1: harrowing VHS memory.
0: It wasn't harrowing. It was just that the film turned out to be absolute crap. Um, okay. So it's called Long Time Dead. Right. Is this is this a film that you're aware of?
1: I've I've, it's more. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, long time dead. Yeah, so that that Um, came
0: out as late as two thousand and
1: two. Yeah, slasher teen film. Yeah,
0: and um, so here is one like pretty much the main reason that I got it. It has on the front cover. There's a lad here who looks possessed. His eyes, pair of scary eyes. His eyes look like he's some sort of like snake demon thing. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. It has
0: so it's covering all the bases. Has the tagline "Play it to death," um, and then on the sort of periphery, not quite in a full circle, um, you've yeah. got all the letters and answers to a Ouija board. Mm. Do you want the official synopsis? You're gonna get it. I'd love it I'd love it yeah a young Londoner and his friends use a Ouija board to hold a seance triggering a chain of mysterious deaths that may be caused by an otherworldly force okay okay so it it had all the right things lined up um, unfortunately when we put it on my sister and I um, Realised that the quality was a lot lower than the front cover might have suggested. Um okay. I remember that she specifically called out a guy called Joe Absalom was in it. Um, and he looks well, basically she called it out because he was currently acting in EastEnders at the time. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's kind of The caliber of actor that it had in it. Not to say there's anything wrong with EastEnders, but.
1: Well, I think you're implying that there is.
0: But, you know, it's not Hollywood, is it? No. Um, And I think after his time on uh, EastEnders, or I think he was like some sort of like kind of twitchy drug addict sort of guy, he was just typecast into that sort of thing. He's got loads of this nervous energy. Um, And you basically know it's him that's like the mad possessed one straight away because. I mean, you should have seen it plainly on the cover because he's the only one on there with possessed eyes. It's on the front cover, but they kind of play it out as some sort of mystery throughout the film. Um, yeah, it's just got mad, mad rubbish gore scenes in it. Um, some of the some of the scores um, that I've seen for it are kind of like four point nine and below. One of the one out of ten reviews for it was: "Best thing about it is that it's short." Um, so it does actually take your box
1: of be sure. I think it's like eighty six minutes. Okay, well, I might watch it then. <laughs> About eighty six minutes. It's ex- I, won't, I won't. I won't watch it. Okay, uh, Ian. Let's just quickly move on to the the best videos you rented. Okay. Or do you want me to give you mine because you didn't rent that many, and, and you can see if you can agree?
0: I didn't rent that many, Ollie. And here's the thing. The one that I remember, I've already brought up because I think Scream. When you watch it for the first time, you're like, "Yeah, oh yeah, wow. this is good." Um, I, re- yeah. I remember there was a bit of like buzz about it at the time, and my sister had already. Oh, I really
1: can't wait for Drew Barrymore to be in this film for a long time. <laughs> I remember my
0: sister brought it up because her and like sort of people her age had rented it at one point, and she's like, cool oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be all right for you." I can't remember what age I was when it first came out. Scream. Um, I was probably yeah. eleven, and I think it's probably not that bad for an eleven-year-old to watch Scream. Um,
1: I don't think it's got um male or female nudity in it, so so not not awkward to watch with a sister. No, I think I think like sort of disembowelment, all that kind of stuff is is okay. Um, but yeah, like, sex and nudity. A couple talks about sex. Oh, turns um, out. A boob inspector. Turns out it's A an, boob inspector hat is shown. Turns out there it's There are cartoon an 18. boobs on it. Holly. Yeah. yeah. It's an 18. Okay. Which is pretty strong. A teenage girl flashes her boyfriend, but we see her from the back. Um, a teenage girl takes off her bra, preparatory to having sex, but her boyfriend blocks camera view. <laughs> fondling through clothes kissing and some innuendo but no no nudity so you're all right to watch this with an older sister or parent but it is an 18 yeah so it was
0: probably a bit too much but it it was good and i highly enjoyed it and it's memorable
1: Um, so that's mine what about yours okay i'm just going to run through these ones because this is going to be quite uh content heavy now um, the best one, and the the one that I remember being the biggest event of all time in my household, uh, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it was T2, um, and we'd gone down to the video shop and we'd actually, so we'd rented a film out a couple of weeks before, and then we went and put our name down on a list to be renting it. So we got it, we got it first because... You know, a video shop, a small one, like Blockbuster, they might have like fifty copies of Terminator 2 roll in the store. But Video World might only have three or four because they were a lot of money for the video shop to buy. They were like five, six hundred quid a video to, you know, to buy it, if not more, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Um God knows how they made money. I really don't know. I mean, like, if I'm if they're buying five copies of Terminator 2 at 500 quid, you know, I mean, you do the maths on that, but uh, say, let's say 2 pounds fifty, pounds a rental yeah. for a, an overnight rental, it's going to take you a long time to make your money back on that.
0: Can you guess how long? No. Okay, well, that, in that case, we're going to open it up as a competition, and if people can send their answer on a stamped address envelope... That'd be how great.
1: long would it take you? How long? At Two pound fifty an overnight rental. Would it take you to make your money back? You After buying five on one VHS,
0: five copies of Terminator at five hundred quid a copy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you do the math. This is our new section. You do the maths. Um, um all <laughs> he can or one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared for it, but anyway. So I mean, it, it was expensive, and I I'm not surprised that. Um, you know they probably started struggling in the end so I don't know how they made the money back off it to be honest Um, if anybody who owns a video shop uh, knows how they made money then please let us know I mean I imagine maybe they sold sweets and stuff like that but how did you make money off renting videos when they're 500 quid each I don't know Um, 500 quid (laughs) it was okay All right. it was loads of money uh, okay um so i've got a couple of things from common sense media so these are some kids one of the kids on there um now this needs its own bloody common sense media because their username is fuckfuck12 <laughs> jesus and they said it's good i mean they they're obviously a very edgy team because you know they're going to write anything you know um so i've got one here it says the the content of this film there is sex in it but nothing terrible maybe a few innuendos also you see the terminator's bare backside waist up and all of his legs getting extremely close to the dangerous territory how many legs is he several women see him naked and whistle and stuff so we almost see arnie's dangerous territory Which I imagine is his... uh, Cock and balls. Yeah. Um, No need to be crude. Okay. But, you know, we know what I'm saying. So my next one, and this is one that I I think I rented a lot of times, was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I rented this one a lot.
0: Okay. And uh, you've got a... Hella, hella lot. You've got a um, kid's take on it, do you?
1: Yeah uh when bill and ted were going in a loop de loop they said a curse word called shit i really should not use words like that in school or else i'll get into huge trouble
0: <laughs> a curse word called shit
1: <laughs> it's true yeah it's true that is that is what it what it is there um okay so the next one is Clive Barker's Hellraiser now this is one that my um, a member of my family rented out and let me watch and I think I must have been about 8 or 9 years old
0: hell.
1: far too young to watch Hellraiser yeah too much so this is, this is uh, more from common sense so good horror movie so it's a good movie good blood good gore I'm 10 and I love it <laughs> Um, Prepare to laugh again I watched this movie on my Bedroom computer without my parents Permission I'm only 12 But I have a mind like an adult (laughs) (laughs) They really liked it as well They thought it was great
0: Adult mind Mind
1: um, okay, and yeah. um, my final one, uh, renting. Also, remember um, a, another. In fact, it was the same family member renting this video, um, and I think it's my best, one of my best memories of of uh, video renting because it is my favourite film. And that's Big Trouble in Little China, um, but it scared the absolute shit out of me. There's a bit in it where there's like a, a monkey monster yeah. that that grabs the the woman and kidnaps her, and it's just got like a it's a really good prosthetic like back in the day it was it was really good it just scared the shit out of me like I fled out the room panicked um, and then one day I was going down the stairs and it was a really stupid thing to do um, but someone shouted behind me it's the monkey monster and I basically jumped about 10 stairs down and legged it into the front room <laughs> wow
0: exciting stuff
1: yeah Uh, but you still do that to this day I do so please don't remind me of it so uh, the final one um, from Big Trouble in Little China this is from uh, a 12 year old that says this is the dankest film it's just so great the music great the actors great Jack Burton great you can't tell me Wang ain't the great person to ever live and don't (sighs) even get me started on the writing if you tried to publish this movie script as a poem it would work this movie is true art that would make da vinci himself jealous biased i agree i agree (laughs) um and i am actually trying to publish this movie script as a poem as we speak
0: (laughs) brilliant uh those kids have got their heads screwed on it sounds like they've got decent taste to be honest
1: yeah Um, So you were poo-pooing Common Sense Media stuff before we started, and how do you feel that segment went? Well,
0: 100 times better than it ever has before. I only had past stuff to go on, and it's usually been poo. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, so um, quick question. How many Phillips head screws are there on a videotape? Four, five, or nine? Really good
1: question. Um, I think there's one in potentially each corner. (laughs) Um, there must be one to hold the mechanism together. I'm going for. So, what was the options? That's four, five, or nine. I, I'm going. I'm going to say nine. Ooh, it's five. It's five. Um, I had the answer right there with me. One in each corner, and one for the mechanism. Yeah. Why did you jump to nine? I because I, I just thought maybe inside the stuff that I just didn't know about. Um, how many
0: times did you rent Emmanuel from Blockbuster? Is it five, ten, or none? Because you owned the sixty-pound special edition.
1: <laughs> well, it was none, but that's because I've never seen it. But it was definitely one that had my eye on. You know, like your, what, which eye? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just look at it and you'd be like, so your your eyes would would go up to the horror section where you've got your fright nights, your maniac cops. You know, yeah, all that sort of stuff, yeah. And then suddenly you're then, like, Oh look at If what else your is eyes went one row further, then you're you know, you were into other, you know, areas. <laughs> in that area. Yeah, you were in other areas, higher bluer areas, yeah. Um, last um,
0: question then. Do you know what uh the VHS resolution was um on, on screen? Not some sort of resolution uh, that it's taken.
1: Oh um no I don't I don't know what you tell me So
0: I mean it's not directly comparable to pixels really but 320 horizontal lines by approximately 576 vertical lines so 320 by 576 um okay and and the thing about it was you don't actually see I mean usually it was scaled down or it was cropped so basically, you'd crop for pan and scan, and they they basically either blow it up slightly, or the crop yeah. would cut off loads of stuff at the edge. So like the Star Wars text crawl doesn't fit. You have to wait for ages until the first line of text gets on the screen, <laughs> and then by the time you start reading okay. it,
1: it's too small. Too small. And then the... you remember getting widescreen versions of v- VHS as well. Well, that was
0: the thing. Is like so. I think I think there's a story about how um, when you when people bought the Aliens special edition. Um, there were we there were two trailers on that DVD uh, on that VHS and the first one was for Die Hard and it was flogging the widescreen version of Die Hard and then the second yeah. one was for Aliens the film that you've just bought the special edition of and there's a trailer going why not now get the widescreen version as it was originally intended
2: oh,
1: and you're like, Br- brutal f- who like who can afford that yeah it's probably way more expensive
0: yeah, but I mean, you know, just to be told that your special edition is actually not the special edition. The first time you put it in your uh VHS machine is pretty harrowing. Uh so yeah. yeah. Um what else what else would you like to cover?
1: Um VHS rentals were at their highest in 1992. here's some facts for you. Okay. Was that
0: following on from uh Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2, isn't it? It's Terminator
1: 2. James Cameron absolutely smashed it. Smashing it, yeah. Um, By 2007, the film industry stopped tracking VHS rentals as there were so few. Mm. Okay. VHS rentals in 1992 were almost four times higher than DVD rentals were in 2012. Okay. So ten years later. Yeah. They never managed to That's
0: because people were repping them to their PCs and then
1: sharing them online as well. Okay, and the first Netflix-like service was offered in the 80s called Video Mailbox. Um, Now, Ian, were you a fan of Love Film, the act of going on a website, having a wish list, um, and getting them sent through the post? I may
0: have spent that entire
1: period um, doing some... Pirate and
0: stuff. Yar... Hmm. I I didn't ever get involved in that. I joined the Netflix thing. I don't know, maybe two thousand nine or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, so I never okay. did the love film um, thing. One more question for you then. So you've got a VHS. What snacks are you having? You're at home. You can have whatever you want. Uh, what snacks are? What snacks is happening? Chicken Kiev and chips. So you're having a dinner in front of the VHS.
0: I mean, you can. You've not got any cinema goers to piss off, so why not? Might have, might have a plate of various eggs.
1: Um, if so, if you have this, uh, Kiev and chips, and I imagine you probably have like tomato sauce with it as well, maybe no. or or something like no, that as well. I'd have
0: peas. I wouldn't have dry
1: beans
0: or like, you know, something that would potentially get caught up with the garlicky sauce. Garlic. You don't okay. you don't want a chance of a tomato based sauce mixing with a garlic oily sauce or cream.
1: No, I'm f fi- I'm absolutely fine with that. But my Creep. what my question to you is, um, are you putting the plate on the floor for the duration of the film or after you've finished it, are you pausing the film, going to the kitchen, rinsing it up? Oh mate, just put it on the floor and get on with it. <laughs> Don't know if I, I wouldn't want that in my peripheral vision
0: you, yeah but you put it down the side of the sofa like to the to the left so it's out your periphery okay. here's here's the other uh, one like the, the other thing the snack that you could have the the bonus of being in the house both the things I mentioned before mm-hmm. chicken cake, and chips or yeah. c- um eggs
1: yeah I wouldn't have eggs yeah. but no one would
0: well just, I only picked them because they're smelly and you've got free reign to do what you want um yeah but you have to make both those things. Why not get a curry or a pizza? Because you can get them delivered to your own house, and then in the lap of luxury, you can watch a VHS on a telly. Yeah, pretty good.
1: What? what good. are yours? Uh, yeah, a lot, uh, uh, now you mention it, I think having your dinner in front of the VHS was always a was always a good shout. Yeah, pizza maybe, like maybe a Snappy yeah. Snaps pizza. yeah yeah, sort of pizza or something. Think yeah, square one. Uh, Ian, I've got a couple of little questions for you, and then and then we're done. Okay. And then we're out of here. Okay. Um, so, what do you think the longest time balancing twenty HVHS tapes on someone's chin was? <laughs> how How many? Sorry.
0: Twenty-five. Twenty-five. The world record.
1: Longest time. Uh... Yeah, longest time a day no it's actually 7.15 seconds i reckon i could beat that
0: oh mate we are gonna make a, <laughs> we're gonna make a vhs record for our podcast should we try and
1: do it do you think yeah i guess so yeah yeah who's
0: got that record
1: uh, um his name is brian pankey <laughs> middle name Hanky <laughs> yeah Fiji uh Very and good. finally um the tallest vhs tape tower in inches how how big are you saying that that is yeah i always overestimate these um 250 inches it's 136.87 inches so again feels like a number we could probably be as long as we get a big you know, warehouse probably be, yeah i think i think we could maybe have a go at 25 vhs on the on on the chin <laughs> <clears throat> i think we could probably do that so. yeah i think so too um, with the ladder and everything okay yeah cool right well uh, that's it um i do miss the vhs store i think it was a wonderful place it was pure magic to be inside you know all the all the artwork it's like a, you know you go into a record shop and you see all the vinyl and all the artwork I think the same is true of a VHS store I don't think seeing all the little slidey tiles on Netflix is quite the same for me. and also that um, process I, is really <clears throat> annoying
0: to be honest
1: yeah the it's the you know the uh, what the paradox
0: of choice or whatever they call and it also just the um, algorithms never quite get it right whereas in a video shop you know exactly where you're going and exactly what you're going to suss uh, out in that uh, area uh, you
1: know yeah exactly unless they say monkey shines then they've you know they've done you a bad but uh, most of the time you know they got it they got it right uh, so yeah I, I do miss the video shop but you know thanks to um, places like video odyssey they are still around um, you know, to a certain extent you can still go there and have that sort of same vibe of looking and you see Turner and Hooch and their cuffs and uh license to drive and Uncle Buck, all those things with the artwork. Um, you know, so I do I do think that something has been lost, but ultimately, um, you know, we've we've got a lot of good things now as well. But I do I do miss it, Ian, I'm gonna say, I do miss it. So the um yeah, I think I think the only thing about it was, like I mentioned, by the time I was able to
0: buy stuff, um, I kind of preferred to have my own collection than to, to yeah, rent exactly, it. Exactly. Like, I
1: yeah. want... No one, no one's going to argue with you about that. Yeah. One. But um, um, fair enough. Anyway, Ian, do you want to do you want to see us out of this place?
0: I suppose so. Uh,
1: okay, so if you'd like
0: to uh, get in touch with us or let us know what you think about the next topic for our next podcast. Um, or even drop us an audio message from your um, voice recorder app on your phone. You can get in touch with us in a variety of ways. Shall I tell you what they are? Okay, I'm going to do it. Sure. Guys on Film Podcast at gmail.com is the email address you can get in touch with us on. You can send us your uh, audio clips on that. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GOF Podcast, and we're on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Guys on Film.
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't have to. You don't have to rent this and take it back, on. you're not going to get a late fee. What's you know? You can just. What's the worst late fee you're ever stung with? It would have been about three or four days worth, um, yeah. to the point where you may think about keeping the tape and just a moving house and all that. <laughs> uh, and it's annoying because you have to give them the same amount back, and you think, "Oh, I could have had th- three or four new films for that." Cause you're not going to watch you know, fern gully three times, are ya? Fern gully. I think I had the tape of
0: Miss, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire and uh, fern gully was one of the things that was advertised at the start of that. It's funny how you remember these things, eh? Um, <laughs> it's really funny. Bye. But, <laughs> would they charge you the same as uh, a full rental every day? Genuine question.